the Hastings boys crew, they they do a health unit and a PE unit, I believe, and a, and a few other departments as well, and they um, get them to walk up to Mata Peak, which is a, a peak that overlooks the Hawke's Bay, if you know Hawke's Bay well. Um, and I guess it's their maonga, it's their place where they feel they're connected to and their place that they can go to. Um, and so they take the Year 9 boys up this hill and they get them in a couple of groups and they walk them up the hill and then as they reach the top of this peak which overlooks all of the Hawke's Bay essentially they kind of say this is your this is your place now this is where you belong um, this is your school um, and they have just recently learnt the haka and so they get them to do the haka at the top of this peak overlooking their, their I guess their tūranga waiwai You're listening to the NZPE TeacherCast, a podcast sharing some of the inspirational stories from amazing teachers and educators within New Zealand and around the world. Today's episode is sponsored by My Study Series, an online learning platform supporting Kiwi teachers and students through NCEA. With the ability to track student progress and quiz results, data provided by My Study Series ensures teachers remain informed of how well their students are performing. Check it out now at mystudyseries.co.nz. Kia ora everyone and welcome to episode 37 of the NZPE TeacherCast. Uh, just before I introduce today's guest and the topic for today, uh, just a quick reminder that Dale Sidebottom and I are running a few more workshops this term. We've got one coming up in Hamilton and then Christchurch uh, to talk about our gamification and game-based learning. So the dates for those are August the 20th, I think, and August the 21st. Uh, so I'll put the the links to those uh, workshops in the show notes so really love to see um, lots of you there talking about some of those uh, topics that we've presented on uh, last term in, in Auckland and Wellington which and, and they were really popular so get along but check out the links as well but I'd like to introduce Jordan Carey from Rongotai College he teaches within our department here uh, in PE and House and what we thought we would do today is just recap on Penn's conference because we both went down to uh, Penn's conference on the holidays and we thought we'd maybe break down some of the, or have a think and a talk about some of the workshops that we attended, just so people that didn't attend can get a feel for what went on and some of the really good learning and teaching that is taking place uh, within our physical education community. So Jordan, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Hey, so tell us a little bit about yourself, what you what you do, where you've been, yeah, something sure. uh, our listeners might not know about you. Yeah, cool. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm a fourth year teacher. Um, this is my first permanent position um, at Rongatai College. Um, I've also, also picked up a fixed term position as assistant head of department here. Uh, but Ooh, I've I also forgot to mention yeah, that. Yeah, no, you got to put those in. Uh, and I've taught previously at Scots College, uh, doing some fixed term work there as well, and then also St. Pat's Town, and then previously at Rongatai as well. So I've kind of been all around the place at all the different boys' schools. So it's interesting when you go out to the town now and you see a whole heap of different boys who are either for you or are definitely now against you. So no, it's good though. It's good to be a teacher and. It was great to be down at Penn's conference. Yeah, so that's um, your 
acting in a system that you mm-hmm. and and I think that's that's well deserved because you are doing some really good things and you're somebody who takes action and gets stuff done and I think you complement a lot of uh, the work that our staff here are doing what's probably the thing you've learnt most in your short I'm putting you on the, on the spot here because we don't have any questions this is just an, a really informal chat and I, I put him on the spot last night so uh, what, what's, what would you say you've learnt most in terms of that leadership role middle management uh, probably just more the setting high standards for my teaching still um, yeah and, and making sure that whatever else comes on top of of my teaching that my teaching doesn't suffer because of it I think is probably one of the biggest things um, starting the year off well is also a good thing um, obviously I was in charge of a bit more of the athletics day stuff so that was obviously quite important at the start of the year big so, for a McEvity school yeah big for a McEvity school so um, definitely an eye opener into the way in which you can run things and have things organised and all that but um, yeah I think the main thing was just trying to this year make sure that my teaching didn't suffer as a consequence of the um, management unit yeah nice well it's good to have you on board and um, yeah I'm really stoked with the contribution you've been making to the school and the department thank you so 60th national conference Penn's national conference and the theme this year was together towards tomorrow which I thought was a um, was a really nice theme to have yeah Um, it was in Dunedin this year and generally it's been because we've I've operated in departments that always tend to have young kids. I've, no one has actually ever been really interested to come on conference with me. So it was really good that you put your hand up and uh, could join us, which yeah, made awesome. things a little bit more enjoyable. Except uh, we realised the night before, no, the morning that we flew, <laughs> that uh, the accommodation I booked, because I'm, I'm cheap and I was trying to save money, I booked a one-bedroom thinking that uh, it would have... a sofa couch but it didn't so I slept on the floor you might have seen the pictures on Twitter but it was okay I had one of those flash Kathmandu mats I pulled rank you pulled rank oh, give the give the young boy the beard look like a nice beard too uh, so what we what I thought we'd do is maybe just share one of the workshops we went to each day and just maybe feedback to our audience our listeners so they can get yeah as I mentioned a feel for, for what went on and uh, maybe take something away hopefully so mm-hmm. first day uh, we got in there. Were we there on time? How did we even get there? We it was a bit of a. Um, we didn't know what we were doing. Eh? Here, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> they had our uh, pens put on these uh, a minivan, which progressively <laughs> got later and later during the, old, the week. The old uni students say. Eh? Yeah, yeah, no, but that was really good, and I did wonder how when we got there how we were going to get to conference. Um, but so they had a minivan to pick us up. They did the rounds from the hotels and. Mm. Um, so we got there. So day one, what 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 was your biggest takeaway or your most enjoyable workshop? Uh, probably the f- that first keynote um, f- uh, around the misconceptions or about school learning and its imp- impact on health and physical education in our schools. I found that first keynote really really uh, interesting. I think as a student who had came, come through NCEA, we I had done the cognitive, associative, and um, autonomous learning kind of stages and things like that and teaching to that same standard now and had had just previously finished that standard I'd done the same skill progression learning and I found the the challenge of flipping that on its head and making it different and it doesn't have to be those that standardized way of uh, skill learning really really um, challenging to my teaching and also think about in the future that it's probably not going to be the same with the review and things like that coming on 
that I probably needed to be a bit more up to speed with those mm. ideas and concepts. Mm. So mm. that was really, really beneficial for me, I felt, yeah. I So for those of you, those of you that don't know, they had, um, it was the the Bob Stothart Memorial keynote and we had Associate Professor Wayne Smith, James McIntyre and Margot Bells were, were they each spoke for a wee bit um, on that. And I think for me, one of the, the takeaways for me was when Margot was speaking, she was kind of challenging the way we teach some of those biophysical standards and mm. saying that we, mm. we're so driven by what the assessment says, but you know, it's about time we started thinking outside of not being driven by mm. what is in our exemplars and stuff like that and start thinking about those other areas. Yeah, and I found that interesting as well when you actually read the standard, she put up the example obviously on the PowerPoint that um, it says may include yeah. and, and looking into those little details in the standards is really important to, that you're not limited to what they're trying to tell you to teach, they're just suggestions mm. and that you can kind of choose different avenues to go down or different concepts so that was yeah quite it's so easy though it's so easy to stick with what's there yep. keep the status quo yep. because that's what everyone's doing that's where all the resources are um but you know it, it got me thinking uh of ways that we can add more value to our students because yeah. we don't want to pigeonhole them and and this is what biophysical is but there's so much more than that yeah definitely i went along my, my key takeaway from the day uh, the best workshop I went to for that day was uh, it was titled Our Scholarship Journey and it was by the team at King's College and they had um, Alex Smith, Mallory Bush, Mallory's been on the podcast before and Robert Patterson and they were talking about what their scholarship program looked like and that was really interesting for a, for a number of reasons. Um, first of all, they went through these three things really. The first thing they did was they went through their kind of their schedule for the year. Mm-hmm. And so okay. I'm sitting there, it's now July, end of July, and we've only just started our scholarship with our kids. Mm-hmm. And really I was thinking, man, we're behind the eight ball here and we've got a lot of work to do. But this is a this is a crew that have had some really good success in the last um, in the last couple of years with their scholarship students and they were only really just beginning to ramp up like I don't even think their students had chosen their topics yet so scholarship is due in November but they had this really good structure in place where they were feeding their students a lot of content in term one and term two but then they didn't really knuckle down um, a topic until sort of term three oh, yeah. and the interesting the second bit that was interesting um, was they do this thing called um, Dragon's Den which, if you know the show, Dragon's mm-hmm. Den, yeah. it's where those entrepreneurs come and present an idea to, to sort of get funding for development and stuff like that. So all the students have to, the scholarship students, present their idea to <laughs> the staff, so to Alex, Mallory, and Robert. And I should clarify, it's Alexandra Smith. I'm not even sure of... I'm, I'm going by her Twitter. I think she might have Alex. I hope I'm not offending her. <laughs> Apologies, Alexandra. I'll call you Alexandra from here. Um... <laughs> So they present, the, the students present to that crew and then they also get a turn to, oh, no, so present to the, the, the staff, the three staff, and then the staff feedback in a Dragon's Den style. So right. they challenge the student on, you know, they pull apart their mm. proposal and their proposal is of their topic, so they pull apart their topic. And then what was really unique was then the teachers, the staff, pull apart each other like they do on the oh, Dragon's Den. They wow. have those big arguments yeah, yeah, yeah. and they, oh no, I think you need to think about this. And they're like, no, no, that's not important or, or whatever. And I think the, what that provides for the students is it gives them some a, re- a really good opportunity for critical thought. Yeah, yeah. Because they've got these leaders there 
who are challenging them to think about what their topics are, but then the leaders are also challenging mm. one another. Yeah. And then the class also, the remainder of the scholarship group also get an opportunity to um, challenge them on, on what their topic is, yep. and that helps them, um, I guess, guide them into a better topic and gives them things to think about that they may not have thought of. So that was really cool. And the third bit that they're doing well is, well, I don't know if this is well, because I think everyone is going to go, well, these teachers are crazy. But they have scholarship evening sessions. Now, they didn't clarify (laughs) how often these were happening, but from their descriptions, it seems like it was happening a hell of a lot. But towards, as they get closer... What they do is they open up the school in the evening and they're in there until Wi-Fi cuts out. No Which is way. 10 p.m. Oh, my so they gosh. Take these, they take these kids in and they and it's kind of... Um, wow. It's kind of some, some free learning. Not not free learning. What's the word I'm looking for? It's kind of self-directed. Right, yeah. Scholarship yep, yep. and the teachers support them. So, you know, and I, I think with scholarship, if you've taught scholarship and you're out there listening, it's... It's kind of it's pretty thankless to be honest, unless you work at Rongatau College where you get a bottle of wine for every scholarship <laughs> that you get. Um, so you'll go see your principals about that one. It's pretty thankless because it's all you give up your own time. Mm, yeah. And these teachers are giving up hours. Yeah. And evenings. You know, I've got a young Huge family commitment. and a wife, and you've got a wife. You don't have a young family. No, no, no. But you know, that's yeah, it's a huge commitment, mm, massive commitment. So I really, I really, really liked that one. I, th- I thought they all spoke well. They had some really good evidence and some knowledge and experience there. Um, sometimes when you have group presentations, you know, one person dominates, but yeah. I thought they all came across really well and it was received well by the team or the, the teachers that were there. Some awesome creative, like out of, out of the square, out of the box kind of thinking as well for the creative. That Dragon's Den sounds awesome. Yeah. It's a great idea. Yeah. Oh, and one other thing too, they had, I'm seeing this more and more often is this branding, school branding. Like they had their scholarship, um, I guess information sheets mm-hmm. that were fully branded and maybe wow. it's because it's King's College but <laughs> this paper was like uh, you know you have weight, the weight of the paper yeah, yeah, the yeah. GSM I think this it's is, called man these were, these were thick oh, pristine uh, pieces of paper so um, they you know had all their brand and their logos and stuff and that was that was quite cool to see and I think it gave some um, some authenticity not authenticity I don't know I some don't know white some value to yeah, the, yeah, yeah. you know, if I'm doing something here and I throw out some pieces of paper printed off somewhere, you know, it's, mm, yeah. Mm. And then that evening we had, what was it, Cafe Crawl? Cafe Crawl, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah what did you awesome. think of that? I loved it. It was mm. great. It was a really cool way to meet people, um, put into different groups and didn't know who was going to be in it and got to see, yeah, people in their more natural light and that's no, good lots of good fun did you find there was much PE discussion going on or yep. it was generally just social no I felt that there was some good PE chat people talking I think it was an easy way of um, connecting with one another initially what did you find you know um, interesting today or whatever and then you'd move on from there into more personal things but um, yeah there was always PE chat amongst the random yeah random stuff. I think it's it's really good and the cafe crawl for those of you who haven't been on one uh, you have an entree, a main, and a dessert, but they're all in different places, and yep. you start off in random groups, and you travel with that group to the different locations, and uh, have some really nice food, and get to know different people, and I, I think it's a really good, for Fazetas, you know, I'm generalising here, but Fazetas like to have a good time, so mm. it's good to pair some networking and some professional learning with a good time. Yeah, and that was awesome. 
Tuesday. What did you think about Tuesday? Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday was good. We had started off with that keynote from Dr. Alan Hill from ARDA, I think, down in uh, ARDA Institute in Christchurch, I believe. I missed this around, one because I was sitting up. Around outdoor education um, and what his thoughts were around it all. Um, yeah, he, he, he was really interesting, actually, I found. He had some cool ideas around... Often in outdoor education, it's around you know going to Mount Ruapehu and going snowboarding, or going down south to do some rock climbing, or whatever it is. But it's not in your area, and so he had some cool ideas around place responsive uh, learning and outdoor ed. So using the the place around you, what makes it special to um, your school. Um, so for us, particularly using Lyle Bay, and we've been doing it really well with Chris Tupu here. Um, using Lyle Bay and the surf and things like that and using your place that you have so that the boys or the students that you have feel connected to your um, to your area um, and make it makes the I guess the education a little bit more meaningful and then also he had a big um, big ideas around cultural responsiveness as well kind of he said something around the lines of that um, there's a lot around outdoor education within ex- exploration from the colonial kind of time but there's not a lot from like a Maori pre-colonial time um, mm. and how those those people would um, explore and, and find food and how they would discover things and that's been lacking I think from the curriculum or maybe from people's teaching um, and it's post-colonial exploration or those kind of things so that was quite challenging and quite interesting as well to, to hear from him so um, do you, yeah. do you think when you're talking about um, finding drawing meaning out of places that you know, a local. You know, we mm. use the beach and stuff, and the golf course, which mm. is right here, and we've got these great facilities. The, the land here is, is quite, quite wide and far-reaching, which is awesome for us. But we often explore outside of our community. Do you think you can still have that approach when you're when you might not have links to the land and, and stuff like that? And how would how would you go about that? Yeah, I think you. I think you definitely still can. It's not ruling out going up to Ruapehu, for example, to go for a snowboarding trip. Um, but I think it's about first and foremost recognizing that you are from a particular place, and that if you want your students to feel connected to a place and you want to feel more connected to that area, then use the resources and and the space that's there for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it might give your students a bit more of an insight into or a bit more yeah meaning toward them as people. Um, as a school, as a place. Okay, so was he angling more along the lines of we can explore all these areas around New Zealand, but maybe start a little bit closer? And take yeah, I think so. Then? Yeah, that's what okay. I kind of took away from that. Yeah. Okay. And that was so that was the that key, was the keynote. the keynote. Yeah, yeah. And any any sessions you the, thought were really good? I had a workshop with the Hastings boys PE team, and um, they were a good bunch of characters. <laughs> They're a good bunch of characters. <laughs> yeah. Steve's um, good. Yeah, yeah. Um, they did one on character education, um, and they've kind of been inspired by what was happening up at Gisborne Boys with their, I think it's Tutana um, character education. Um, and again, it's based around a lot around their place, where they're from, Gisborne, and then particularly now with Hastings, um, around the place and making the boys feel, I guess, connected to that area and then connected to the school, um, and then placing some character traits that they would like to see their students have for the remainder of their life you know when they leave school what do they take not just the education but they want to have good traits um, that are going to be good like be good citizens and things like that um, so I found that really cool as well we're doing some awesome stuff here with our best uh, values and I've just felt like we could maybe 
incorporate those values that we have here at Rongatai um, a bit more in our curriculum, maybe around some units in PE and health, and they they suggested with their Hastings Boys Character Education, I think it was the good Akina man, possibly, I could be wrong there, um, that they have into, like their departments will have one or two lessons a term where they um, look into what it means to be this character that they want their boys to have. Um, and I feel like we could do that here possibly, even if it just starts with the PE department and our health uh, units and things, but we could use our best values that we have and that we promote really well um, a bit more into our curriculum and what we teach, mm. um, so the boys take a bit more from it. And you, you mentioned, was that the one where they do the haka with the boys? Yeah, Can you yeah. tell us about that? Because that was a really cool story. Yeah, a really cool story. So they, the Hastings boys crew, they they do a health unit and a PE unit, I believe, and a, and a few other departments as well, and they um, get them to walk up to Mata Peak, which is a, a peak that overlooks the Hawke's Bay, if you know Hawke's Bay well. Um, and I guess it's their maonga, it's their place where they feel they're connected to and their place that they can go to. Um, and so they take the year nine boys up this hill and they ha- get them in a couple of groups and they walk them up the hill. And then as they reach the top of this peak, which overlooks all of the Hawke's Bay, essentially they kind of say, this is your this is your place now, this is where you belong, um, this is your school. Um, and they have just recently learnt the haka. And so they get them to do the haka at the top of this peak overlooking their, their I guess, their tūranga waiwai. Um, and it's, they showed a video, and it was a pretty hairy hacker. <laughs> but um, they were they were thinking of ways in which they could tie that in in future years. Do they do that again in year 10, get them to walk back up that mountain um, and do the hacker again um, at the end of year 10, saying that you're now seniors, you're going into NCEA, um, you're now growing into the men that we want you to be. Do they do it at year 13 when they leave high school um, and get them to go up to that mountain again and say, you started at year 9 here? with a pretty hairy haka and we'll, we'll show you this haka that you did um, and then this is what you can do now you know we've instilled mm. these values and mm. these character traits in you and you are now a, a good man you're a good stu- uh, student but you're going to go on and, and have these traits for the rest of your life and um, you're always going to be connected to this place um, and I thought that was quite cool and we could be able to do something maybe around here at Rongatai as well And we do have one of the cool things unique things we do here is uh Matt Eagle, who has been on the podcast as well, he does this thing uh, where he he grabs the Year 9 snapshots and then finds uh, photos of all the kids. I, I'm not sure. It's hard to tell because we're always on stage at prize giving. So at Year 13 Leavers, um, at the prize giving, they then see photos of themselves as Year 9s and then Year 13s. <laughs> and it's really fun because you see all these. I mean, they grow from young boys into yeah, men. And yeah, that's uh, right. it's, it's really cool for them to reflect. And, they, and acknowledge their peers and how far they've come together, which mm, I think is really mm. cool. But it's quite similar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had uh, my Tuesday was a really big day because I had a few things. I had my workshop in the morning, uh, which was looking at breakout education using the lock boxes from that we imported from Canada, and that was that was a cool session. I would have liked to have done a PE themed breakout, um, but it was more of just the team building. But it mm-hmm. was still, I think, it was well received. Uh, we had we had about 46 people there, so it was <laughs> bigger than I hoped for and made it a little bit messy, but still, I'd rather have all those people there. Uh, but a few things I wanted to talk about. So I actually put my hand up for um, the vacancy on the pens board, so I spent most of the morning prepping for that because I had to go up and speak, and I hate speaking, and speaking in front of your peers <laughs> is even worse, and I think I did a... 
I probably did an okay job, but I definitely um, stumbled across my words. But um, ended up being voted into the the board of PE New Zealand, which I think is a really fantastic opportunity, mm-hmm. particularly around that idea of governance and being able to contribute to the direction and future of PE New Zealand, which I thought um, is, a, is a fantastic opportunity. But the cool thing about that, oh, and Celia Fleck, who's been um, on the podcast twice, I'm actually going to try to get her on a third time, she got nominated, voted in as president of mm-hmm. PE New Zealand, which is, which is fantastic for her. And Pens is doing some, they've faced some struggles in the past, but I think coming out of that, um, I keep thinking of uh, the Phoenix out of Harry Potter, <laughs> you know, rising out of the <laughs> ashes, ashes, and I think yeah. there's some cool things that are going to happen in Pens. But what I, what I wanted to touch on with that was being voted in gave me this opportunity to attend the President's Lunch, and the President's Lunch is hosted by the current Pens president, and this has become a bit of a, um, a what's the word I'm looking for? I'm thinking routine, a tradition. That's what I'm saying. Tradition where the president's lunch happens after the AGM, and they invite invite people from the local area who have given considerably to physical education mm-hmm. over the years. Um, and I, as a young teacher, I recall seeing. I've only been to one of these. Seeing. Um, a teacher res- uh, retire from teaching and listening to their speech and seeing everybody come and hearing their stories and, and for some reason I really really enjoyed hearing about how teachers evolve and how education has evolved through these stories of people as they retire but anyway so this President's Lunch had this must have been 20 I'm going to say old timers that's a bit <laughs> offensive these old timers who have given so much to our community and physical education teachers. experienced teachers that's that's better and and it was really interesting because of the stuff that has happened with Otago University mm. and the phys ed school mm. so you had all of these teachers who are fantastically passionate about our learning area have given so much to physical education and we heard them share their despair and disappointment about the future of phys ed school and a lot of them got up and they spoke passionately about their time at phys ed school and their time around that phys ed community mm. and what the future might look like and all of these people knew each other and you know, I think some of them were almost brought to tears talking about it. Oh. And there were a lot of good times talked about as well <laughs> but um, it was just such a fantastic opportunity and I wish everybody that was at conference would have had that opportunity to hear these people speak because it, it was from the heart and yeah, it was, yeah. was really just full of passion and I think I'm really privileged to hear from some of those people who have done so mm. much for us and kind of led the way you know if it wasn't for them we wouldn't be doing what we do today yeah yeah um, so that was pretty cool and then in the afternoon I was captain of the great debate <laughs> the inaugural great debate and I was on the affirmative uh, team that e-sport should be considered a sport in physical education <laughs> programs, which I don't know where I sit. I'm going to ask you about it in a sec. I don't know where I sit on it, to be honest. Um, but on my team, I had Anne, Anne Mackay from Unitech, um, and she's she's fantastic. She really held her own up there, I, I felt. Um, and we had Juliet Duda from, uh, she's at Juliet Shirley Boys High School, and we're up against Ian Colpin, who... Uh, <laughs> Big, big man Ian Colpin. Uh, he had a lot to say. Um, Sly remarks. Yep, yeah. yep. Uh, Jack Goodfellow from from his HD from Lincoln High School, and then Celia Fleck, the the new Pens president. And 
to be honest, how it went, I think they, uh, and I've never done a debate before, so I don't really know what, to, I've never even watched one, but I think we got beaten. We lost, by the way, obviously, <laughs> at a PU conference, but all the, all the, all the opposition did was just slate us, <laughs> no, insulting us, and there was no good discussion or dialogue from them. I think maybe Celia said some really good stuff, but I mean, Jack was pretty witty with his insults. Ian was, I mean, I don't, I don't know I think, where yeah, his mind was in the gutter. I don't probably. know. I won't mention what he was talking <laughs> about, but um, yeah, gaming or esports and physical education programs. What are your thoughts on that? It's a big one. It's a big one. Um, yeah, you look at the Sky Sports these days, and they've got they obviously can't get the English Premier League on there anymore, but they've got esports all over it. Um, people at our or boys at our school, students at our schools, are just watching Fortnite constantly or playing Fortnite. Um, whether or not that's esports, another another discussion, but it's definitely something that's on the radar and probably needs to be discussed in terms of what it looks like within trying to use it as a um, context in which to learn or. or um, in terms of physical physical education, um, I mean, you could maybe try and implement some of it. You're big on the gamification kind of side of things. I'm not. I'm not too sure where you would bring in a, if you bring in an Xbox or a PlayStation and hook that up to the data projector and go away with that. But uh, yeah, it'd be an interesting one to see if a teacher would be able to incorporate it into physical education and have what line or strand they'd go down the curriculum and say it aligned with. Um, mm. Jacob Kelly from St. John's in Hamilton. He has he is introducing it this term, I wow. think, as part of sport and education. Oh, okay. okay. So and actually he might be somebody good to get on, yeah, the, yeah. on the podcast and hear how that went for him. I'm sure it went it'll go well. Um, but yeah, I'm big on games. I'm I'm pro gaming, um, but I'm also pro physical education. You know, mm. so it, I've been known to. I've brought my Xbox in to school one time, and we were yep. looking at reaction time and stuff like that. Um, but in terms of esport and what that is and how it might work, I, I don't know. I, I think with my argument, I tried to talk around gamification, but yeah, yeah. gamification is far different to esports. esports um, yeah. So I probably did know my team know. Um, I didn't help them at all by where I was going, but it was it was a fun experience, and you know the uh, what happened. What people wouldn't have been aware of were the emails that were being sent beforehand. Oh no! Celia Fleck, our now Penn's president, uh, was slinging some some pretty big insults <laughs> over email. Same with Ian. Oh. Anne was getting into it as well. So it was really fun. So this, I don't know if this was the brainchild of Susie Stevens, but she definitely played it up. I think she, she was, needs to be on. She was a terrible. Year. She was a terrible uh, adjudicator. Is that what you call them? Yeah, adjudicator, terrible. I'm yeah. calling her out now. Timekeeper. Yeah, yeah, she was. She um, she couldn't control Ian. No, she couldn't at all. And I think his I vulgar think, mouth. Yep, vulgar mouth. Um, and there was some bribery as well. Oh, was the there? judging panel? Oh, yeah. So oh, she was. No. Yeah, there was that the judging is drama panel. right there. They won because Ian said. He would, um, he would shout them to lunch. Oh, terrible. Oh. terrible. Unbelievable. But good experience. That night we hit up the dinner. Tell us about the dinner. Tell us about the haggis ceremony. That was cool. <laughs> that guy was crazy. Oh, my word. Yeah, so we got out to, we got all dressed up. The I think the theme was physical education or sport through the ages or something like that. So me and the big cheese here got dressed up as old school physical educators with short shorts and 
old woolly tops and big afro on and, and all that so no, it looked good and lots of other people got dressed up as some pretty impressive costumes as well but we uh, water polo players water polo players that's right I um, you might have seen the photo but uh, people two teachers who I will not name <laughs> uh, decided that they might borrow our um, hotel dressing gowns to dress up as water, po- water polo players and not return them Oh, one of them got oh, red wine all over it. A pure white uh, hotel embroidered um, dressing gown. And they looked really good, by the way. They did look really good. Um, I would have liked yeah. to have seen them one. But <laughs> they, um, yes, they didn't return them. And I got stung with a $140 bill Ooh. for these um, dressing gowns. And she wasn't happy, and rightly so. Yeah, fair. Uh, I don't think I'll be doing that again. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, go on. Sorry, Brent. Yeah, so we all got dressed up and got on the bus and went out to Larnet Castle out on the Otago Peninsula um, and had a little wander through the ages there and then had a, had a sit down and the Scottish guy came out of, I don't even know where he came from, just appeared really and brought out this disgusting looking brown sacky bag thing that was I on a I thought it was fake. I thought, I thought it, was, it was fake. Yeah, I thought yeah, it was some Part of the act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And started going on about how he was Scottish and what was the biggest thing that, or biggest question that everyone asks about Scotsman and someone smartly replied with what's under your uh, kilt um, and that got a few, few laughs and yeah he went on a big old rant about haggis I think mm. um, some good liners in there and but yeah and big thick broad Scottish accent yeah, it, was, it, was a, it was a good uh, monologue yep good acting kind of it was a, it was a kind of a I guess a fake history of haggis and where mm. it came from and mm. what it meant um, but it kind of educated you a little bit and and the end he cut it open and we all had we haggis all, we all had haggis like actually and I rough. thought it was right yeah. I, to me it just tasted like pate a very like mild pate, pate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah very yeah. mild pate yeah. um, and then yeah then we had dinner and um, dinner was dinner was Good. nice yeah. did you get the salmon or the the beef uh, I got the beef you got the beef got, got, the the beef. got the salmon got the salmon do they have crispy skin yeah not quite crispy enough what you're liking the only the only complaint <laughs> I think, and I feel weird talking about it on uh, on a PE education podcast. Was that they only had that one bar, and it was tiny oh, yeah. in the skinniest of corridors, <laughs> and they ran out of like they, yeah, they ran out of everything yeah. basically. Fazir uh, drunk them dry, but um, yeah, that made for some made it pretty hard to um, buy your drinks. But some I pretty mean, loose conversations that night too. I think. Yeah, yeah, they were. I think, but you know, it's. Um, it's a good opportunity to, to let your hair down and just celebrate, I guess, mid-year. Um, you know, getting through two terms and a good conference uh, mm-hmm. up to that mm-hmm. point. So it was nice to, again, network with a few people yeah, and yep. recognise some good dress-ups. Yeah. And, and there were some good dress-ups. And how about um, Manurewa College? They send their whole department Unreal. of, like, 19 people. Yeah, how do they get a budget for that? I don't know. I think I think I heard that um, they pay a little bit themselves, oh, okay, w- okay. which was good. But they were in the army outfit. I think it was Fortnite, wasn't it? Was it Fortnite? Fortnite. I think Fortnite. that's Fortnite. Yeah. Fair enough. But they uh, they had these plastic grenades and they'd throw a grenade and yell grenade and then whoever was closest <laughs> or something like that had to go and jump, jump on, on the it. grenade. That <laughs> was good. They were rowdy, but it was good to no, see. That was awesome. Um, a whole department get behind and support the conference. Yeah. You know, because yeah. a lot of a lot of people are. Uh, stepping outside of their comfort zone to present 
what they feel is some value that they, they add to the community mm-hmm. and it's good that people are there and embracing that and there to digest and listen to what those awesome presenters have to say. Yeah, and I guess like with the those nights, they're really important as well to, to let off some steam because the, the days are pretty jam-packed full of information and a lot of content and so those nights are nice to relax and unwind and yeah. get to know other people on yeah. a personal basis, so it's good. Yeah. And last day... Uh, what was your best workshop on the Wednesday? Uh, the last day, I went to one by David Cornay yep. uh, from Wellington College, yep. which was, they did a pilot program of sport in New Zealand. This, this is good because I'm interviewing him on Friday. Are you? Ah, uh, okay. So you can write the questions for me because <laughs> I didn't attend his, his, his workshop. <laughs> a good delegation, eh? Yep. Um, yeah, around sport New Zealand and how to keep... Uh, participation levels high um, and encourage people to be in sport and then also to look at our elite program kind of pathways and what was happening and so Wellington College went on a bit of a journey I think a few years ago where they were probably going down a pathway of um, individualisation of sport context really early on I think that's what he was kind of suggesting Um, and then they've kind of started to change that around with this pilot program where there's been some research if you haven't seen from Sport New Zealand I think it's the value of sport is the um, report and then also balance is better as a shorter version but I'm sure David will speak more on it um, around that individualisation around sport and the elite pathway is not always the the be all end all for, from, for students and particularly young kids from a, you know um, to get them into sport and to get them to enjoy sport and participating in sport um, it's more important that they have a range of different activities and a range of different um, avenues to play and to be involved with different areas and I think we as schools particularly even like traditional boys schools can often um, push particular sports or students into particular areas um, trophies on shelves yeah trophies on shelves looks good Um, and that can obviously lead to boys not participating or students not participating after school Um, So that was quite an interesting uh, workshop from David, Um, and I'm sure he'll have a lot more to say on his, Mm. on the podcast next time. Oh good, that sounds good. Yeah, he sent me some stuff through last Mm. night that I need to get my head around, and hopefully I can do that um, interview justice, because he's, um, you know, from my experience with him, he's a a solid HOD, and he's he's doing a good job, and he's got a really good crew over there. Um, even though we compete against them in McEvity and don't really like them uh, you know, once a year and and because they whip our ass um, but that's another story I went to um, a workshop my my best one for that day was a workshop by Shay Coxon and Jared Summers Shay is at Māori Bank Primary School in, in Upper Hutt and um, Jared is he's a play dot sport facilitator okay. I think that's his role facilitator I'm not sure if that's the right word but anyway they were talking about Hawaii in a classroom and how Shay was and Shay by the way won this big award on the Tuesday oh right uh, so okay. he it was, was it him. was a new award I think and it was around acknowledging um, Māori, edu- mm. Māori physical educators who mm. are um, who, uh, who are growing um, I can't remember the the scope of the award, but basically doing good things for Māori yeah, through yeah. physical education, and he was one that stood out. And surprisingly, I, I didn't know this, but he's a Nino College old boy, so I'm a Nino old boy. So it was really cool to see. Um, I guess that school, you know, 
people coming from that school, Shay, and doing some really good things. Mm, um, mm. So they were talking about whole water and breaking it down, and they did a few things during that which got me thinking a little bit, and they presented some statements, and you had to go and, this is how it started, you had to go and stand in the, the dimension of whole water that you thought that statement uh, fit that statement. Okay. And they had really interesting things, like you're taking a walk with your best friend, what dimension of whole water is that impacting? Mm-hmm. And of course, for everybody, for some that's physical, for some that's social, for some that's spiritual. Yeah. Um, and it generated, facilitated some really good discussion, yeah, yeah, even yeah. from educators who know that concept of whole water really well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it finished off by uh, uh, they ran out of time, but we were looking at playing. Uh, we were playing Tapuai the traditional Māori game and um, what Shay had done was he got a few people to jump in there and be dishonest and grab the ball and then pass to the other team and stuff yep. like that so it was looking at how we coped with that from a Hawata perspective and looking at those dimensions yeah, okay. and um, and overall I think for a young teacher to get up there again he, he did really well and he I mean even for somebody who you know I've been teaching for 12, 13 years now being able to learn from mm. a young educator it's so cool and it makes me think that um, you know education's in good hands physics mm. in good hands and we've got people like this coming through who are giving to the to the community and physical education so they're really well and it got me thinking about you know it's when you look at Hawara it's it's easy to consider Tahatinana and Tahawairua and, and how that impacts us but there's yeah. always um, there's always that I guess not confusion but that battle with Taha Wairua and, and Taha Ngaro around how we approach that in the classroom yeah, so yeah, yeah. they presented some some really good ways that we could do that so cool. I really enjoyed that yeah cool mm. yeah I think um, just on the point of the young teachers I think the person who picked up the uh, excellence award overall was a, a really young um, yeah. female teacher as well so some really cool educators out there who are young and you know shaping the future yeah well they need they need to be and um, and, and that doesn't you know there are still experienced educators mm. um, giving a lot to the learning area and I think we could I mean part of part of me launching this podcast was around acknowledging the good practice that happens because I don't think we do that enough even right. at a at a national conference yep. level we I mean it's good to see that that Māori award um, being presented and I think that was um, I think that was was really well received yeah yeah and that is um, I think that's testament to some of the things that um, has been worked on and developed with the Māori advisory group yep, yep. with pens um, so that's you know that's something that's really cool but we don't you know and we reward the that was the um, up and coming teacher award or something yeah, like that yeah, so we, yeah, re- yeah. we reward these people and we, we also acknowledge the people that have come before us but mm. I, I think we could still do a better job of acknowledging the people who are regardless of whether they're a new grad or right, you know yeah, yeah. out of physical education but we could reward um, just good practice yeah. better so yeah. this this podcast was kind of about acknowledging those good practitioners mm. and giving them a platform so Penn's conference was uh, I think it was really good that's the third one on a trot I've been to I was really happy with, with how it went 
Um, I think the team and the crew, you know, you've you've got Susie who gives a lot. Um, you know, Richard, the CEO of Pens, is doing some some awesome mm, things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Philippa got got that award for uh, um, her contribution, and she always runs the University Helpers. Yeah, um, and that right. was that was fantastic for her to um, to be acknowledged for mm. that work because um, it's not easy to find <laughs> find drivers the day after. <laughs> the uh, conference dinner who are sober enough to drive and pick everyone up from the hotel so we caught a taxi that morning um, but yeah I really enjoyed it um, closing comments on conference yeah it was a great conference my first one so it was great to be able to learn off others and meet people and just have a good time down down south nice nice right well thanks for uh, giving up your what is it we're a Thursday afternoon on the holidays giving up your time to come in and have a chat um, Jack can stop giving you grief now about not appearing on the podcast. That's it. Um, so you know, I've I've enjoyed working with you this year, and and you know we've worked with each other in the past. Yeah. Uh, looking forward to how the rest of the year progresses, mm. and hopefully maybe Penn's conference next year. Yeah, look forward to it. All right, cheers, man. Okay.